Welcome to the Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word today. For more information about our church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. We're starting a two-part message this weekend entitled, Me, My God, and Justice. Me, My God, and Justice. Now, some would say, you know, the first weekend back with people live in the room would be the perfect opportunity to talk about the family of God or unity. And I'm going to talk about unity in two weeks, but it's going to be actually kind of strong. And I didn't want to really come with the spanking the first weekend back. But in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk really openly and honestly using God's word about the necessity of unity in the house of the Lord. We don't have to agree on everything, but we got to stop fighting one another. We've got to. Jesus said, they'll know, the whole world will know if you're with me based on how you love one another. And that starts with one another. Okay, we've got to stop fighting one another. That's exactly what the enemy wants. And I'm the competitive type. I would love to shove it in the enemy's face. But every time we see the family of God fight, we're just making his job easier. Okay, so we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. I got to calm myself down because I'm really riled up because I, 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 well, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't. All right. I want to so bad, but I felt like the Lord said in two weeks. So we're going to talk in this series, what happens next for the next two weeks about God and justice, God's people and justice. And we're going to kind of do it in reverse order. Next week, we're going to answer the question, what is justice? Now you would think in order to have a, a good conversation about justice that we would first answer the question what is justice but the burden I felt from the Lord was this son I want you to open up my word and make justice romantic I want you to make it about me I want you to help people understand how I feel about justice using my word because I have written much on this important subject to me I want you to make it romantic. So next week, we're going to answer what is justice. This weekend, we're answering this question. Why? Why should I do justice? You may think that's bad English, but you're going to see in just a moment why it's not. It is scriptural. Why should I do justice? Here's the first answer in this question. Number one, because it is a requirement. Because it is a requirement. Now, some of you are thinking, I thought we were going to make this romantic. And requirements aren't romantic. Think about it. For those of you who are married, if your spouse came to you, if, let's just use me and my spouse, my wife. If she came to me and she said, babe, taking out the trash and doing the dishes every day is a requirement. Now, I would love to say, I would look her in the eye and say, woman, I love you so much. But my flesh probably wouldn't respond in that way. Because there's something about hearing the word requirement that causes many of us to bow up, Right? excuse me what the what what requirement no 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 that's not how we work here that's not how love works requirement okay when we talk about justice there's a one-liner and I only put one up this weekend because I wanted you to really hopefully catch the weight of God's heart for this one-liner all right so if you're taking notes I want you to write this down justice is not one of God's preferences it is one of his requirements. Justice is not something God merely prefers. Hear me. According to scripture, 
Justice is something God demands because he is just. So when we talk about justice, we need to understand it's not an option for believers. It's a command. It's a requirement. Let me read it to you. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Many of you have probably been hearing this over the last couple of weeks. God has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Now listen. But to do justice. Not just to love justice. To do justice. God requires this of you. And to love kindness. And to walk humbly with your God. As a believer in Jesus Christ and one of his followers, we need to remember justice isn't just something we're to be mindful of. It's something we are required to do. Justice is a requirement. Now you're going to see the romantic why, I believe, behind this requirement for justice. Point number two in answering this question, why should I do justice? Because God is serious about justice. God is extremely serious about justice. Now, I'm going to say something that might be a little bit strong. It's not meant to inflame anyone. Now it's not the time to fight. It's just to remind us all and to calibrate us. Justice is not a topic for banter battle between red and blue news channels. Let me let that sink in. Because I fear that justice is becoming a political talking point. And you're either for it or against it. And let me me say the rest of this one-liner. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Justice is a battlefield where two kingdoms have been at war since Cain and Abel. Here's another way to say it. Long before justice was ever made political on some channel, Justice was spiritual. Justice is a spiritual matter. And God takes justice very seriously. In fact, when Jesus came, he quoted a messianic chapter in scripture, Isaiah chapter 42, which says when the Messiah comes, the Messiah will bring justice to the nations. We think when Jesus comes, we think about, well, he came to die on the cross. Jesus made it clear, I didn't come to just die on that cross. I came to bring justice to the nations. Okay, think about it. If Jesus came to do anything, should we take that something seriously? Yes. Jesus came to bring justice to the nations. Why? Because God is just. Now, I'm a father of three. Uh, going into this school year, I, I will have a senior age daughter. I will have a freshman age son and an eighth grade age son. And my boys, uh, I don't know about you parents, but your, your kids, if they became like big time gamers during quarantine, you know, like any, anybody have that? Like my boys just, just threw down like Charlie Brown on the old video games, okay? And so much so that we actually built computers for them um, because you, if you've come here for any amount of time, you know I am as cheap. I, like, I'm not going to buy a computer from a store because I can get online, buy the, the parts individually, and pay half as much. So that's what I did. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to build this. We built it. And my boys didn't understand what I was doing because they've wanted computers to be able to video game for a long time. And so finally, Holly and I did it, but they didn't understand what I was doing. 
As parents, we call it leverage. Not manipulation, leverage. And once the boys got these computers, here's what I learned and have learned about the seriousness of punishment. My children know when I sit them down and talk preemptively about boundaries and the punishment that comes with crossing certain boundaries. The more serious I am with the punishment, my children have learned the more serious I am about the boundary, right? Okay, I want you to remember in the same way that my children do when I say to them, if you cross this boundary, no video games for a month. That's how strength talks. (laughs) And they get it. It comes across loud and clear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's amazing how everybody just, just, and I'm not threatening. It's just a heads up. Like this is so serious that if you cross this boundary, here is the serious punishment. Because what we're talking about is what? Serious. When the issue is serious, the punishment is serious. Now remember that as we read these next two passages of scripture. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 8. Those who plant injustice will harvest disaster. Got a lot of people running around talking about seed time and harvest. Oh, pastor, I sow my seed. And we should. Scriptural principle. But I just wonder how many people would love to harvest disaster. They wake up in the morning and go, you know what I like to harvest today? Disaster. Wouldn't that be awesome? You know what I need more of? I need me some disaster. No one talks like that. Why? Because none of us want it. If we don't want disaster, Scripture makes it plain. Don't sow seeds of injustice. Preston, if you don't want to harvest disaster, do not at any point, for any reason, sow seeds of injustice. How about Deuteronomy 27, verse 19? This is seriously serious. Cursed. You got to say, because this is a big word. Cursed is anyone who denies justice to foreigners, orphans, and widows. Now watch this. I think this next part is God's divinely sarcastic side. And all the people will reply, amen. This is God talking. And all the people will reply. What does amen mean? Let it be so. God says, I want you to hear me say, cursed is anyone who allows injustice for the foreigner, the widow, or the orphan. And I want to know you all heard me say it, children of mine, by saying, let it be so. Amen. That's serious. But you know what the worst punishment I actually believe is in this world? It's not hell. Hell's not the worst punishment. It is, but it isn't. It's not the flames of hell that are the worst part about hell. You know the worst part about hell? Separation from God. To me, the worst punishment on the planet is anything that would create distance between me and God. I can't think of a word, take my money, take my possessions, take everything to my name. But it's like David said, but take not thy Holy Spirit from me because I can't live without you. I want you to listen. Isaiah chapter one, verse 15, how strong this is. 
because it's personal from God to us. Isaiah 1 verse 15, when you spread out your hands, God says, and it's, the implication there is in prayer. When you spread out your hands in prayer, Preston, I will hide my eyes from you. Well, Preston, that's not how God talks. No, that's not how your God talks. God doesn't talk like that. He listens to every prayer I pray. Apparently not. Not when certain things are out of alignment. Preston, are you threatening me? I'm reading the Bible. It was just as hard for me to read as it is for you to hear. Preston, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. And it begs the question, why? God, I don't ever want you to hide your eyes from me. Why? Keep going. Even though you make many prayers, child, I will not hear them. Your hands are full of blood. You want my why? Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. How, how have we been made unclean? What have we done? What is the filth? Here it is. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. And then we see specifically how have I done evil in the sight of the Lord. Watch this. Seek justice. Preston, blood is on your hands, not because you are a bad human being, but have you sought justice as seriously as I do? Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. God says, when this is not right, Preston, when you stand idly by and allow injustice, I need you to understand, it affects our relationship. Here's another way to say it, and I'll personalize it so you don't feel like I'm just coming at you, okay? Son, when you're not serious about what I'm serious about, you're not as close to me as you think. Preston, where's the romantic part? You promised romance. I feel conviction. Point number three. Why should I do justice? Because God loves justice. This is as simple as I can make it because this is as simple as scripture makes justice. And the case for me as a follower of Jesus Christ doing justice on the earth in the name of God. Because God loves justice. Psalm 37 verses 27 and 28. Turn away from evil and do good. So shall you dwell forever. Watch why. For the Lord loves justice. The Lord loves justice. In January, I will have been married for 20 years by the grace of God and the mercy of Holly Ann Campbell. I learned a lot over the last 20 years. Wish I could, could tell you that I went into this thing knowing everything. Uh, one of the things marriage teaches you really quickly is you know nothing and you're the most selfish person in the world because I'm, I believe marriage was designed to kill you legitimately. When people come in and they're fighting, you know, married couples, I'll be like, hey, 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 relax. You're getting the point of marriage. It's designed to kill you. The flesh 
in you, the selfish in you. One of the things love in marriage has taught me is when you love somebody, you end up loving what they love. It's an incredibly powerful principle. There are many who are good at verbally communicating love, but if love doesn't act, love is just talk. It's just a speech. And so, over the last nearly 20 years, I have found myself loving things I never loved. And I'll start at the top of the list, and I've talked about this from time to time. If you would have come to me as a 17-year-old young man and said, Preston, one day in your middle-aged years, which I am now, would you believe it if I told you that you will love Hallmark movies? I would have slapped you in the face and said, you don't know me. I hate those movies. When Hallmark announced that they were going to do Christmas movies during the summer, I thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't even know. And then they come on, and I was like, seen it. The next one came on, seen it. The next one came on, seen it six times, got it half memorized. Part of the reason is you know how they all end, because they all end the same way. But see, my wife loves Hallmark movies. And as it started out, early on, when she'd be watching those movies, I'd walk into the room she was watching them and turn around and walk right out. Because I don't like Hallmark movies. But after a while, when she would watch them a decent amount, if I wasn't willing to watch the movie, I was going to miss out on time with the one I love. And so I started plopping down and watching the movie. Now, admittedly, I was paying no attention in the beginning. And then she'd start asking me questions. Could you believe she'd said that? I can't believe it, babe. I can't believe she said that. Can you believe he did that to her? No, I can't. What an idiot. Did you see what he did? Yes. And then she'd go, what did he do? I got to watch it again, babe. It was too heavy for me to catch all at once. How about this one? My wife grew up with animals. She loves animals. Like she literally grew up as Dr. Doolittle. A pig would be wandering down the side of the road homeless and my wife and her family would pull over, pick up the pig, crown the pig king. And it was not a backyard pig. It was a wander through the house pig. Okay, I didn't grow up like that. Okay, in my world, we have one reason for pigs. Bacon, right? Birds, all kinds of animals, lizards on the side of the road. I mean, they they, they just pick up everything. If I really wanted to render my wife speechless her next birthday, I'd buy her a goat. It's the, the number one desire of her heart. Honey, I just want a goat. And they're loud, so I can't just have one. If you do it, I'm gonna need two. One day she said, you know what I want? Now, my wife never talks like this. If you know her, she very rarely says, this is what I want. She said, I want chickens. I didn't care about chickens. She said, and I want you to build me a chicken coop. Sounded like a requirement. (laughs) And if this is your first time to this church, you need to understand, these are two of the most beautiful hands you'll ever see. Not because they're beautiful, but because they've really never been used to build anything in their lifetime. (laughs) 
And so I went to work, got online, got some blueprint, blueprints, built a 1,200-square-foot chicken coop. Yeah, it kind of grew out of control really fast. <laughs> I just used the excuse, that's what love does. But here's what I learned going through some of that stuff. I would look up and go, I've never built anything in my life. Why am I doing this? And I would remember, I know exactly why I'm doing this, because I'm obsessed with her. Okay, listen to me. I'm trying to use something silly to drive home a point. When the one you love loves something, even if you're a little indifferent towards it, or dare I say, don't even care for it, if you genuinely love the one you love and they love it deeply and it's in their top five of things they love, you love what they love and you get a heart for what they love. I, I make fun of Hallmark movies publicly, but when I get home and that girl's watching a Hallmark movie, I snuggle up next to her and I know when that movie's on, this is a chance to be together. Okay, listen, this is how God feels about justice. Every time you do justice on the earth, it is a moment in time where you and the God of the universe get to fellowship more intimately than ever. Why? Because your God loves justice. He loves justice. Let me show it to you. This is kind of strong. Uh, and I'm going to skip down because we don't have enough time. Uh, to Isaiah 58. So if you turn there, I want you to read it with me. God's talking to the people of Israel, and he says some pretty strong things, like they act like a righteous nation that would never abandon my laws. They ask me to take action, pretending they want to be near me. He says some pretty personal things. Listen to verse 3. They say, we fasted before you. Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. God responds, I'll tell you why. It's because you're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling over which news channel is the best? Sorry, I added that last part. That was my bad. Too many emails. Too many emails. Too soon? For some of you, it's too soon. <laughs> what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you, listen to these words, anywhere with me. Oh, as a romantic, when the God of the universe says, Preston, Doing that will never get you anywhere with me. It's the equivalent of saying, you may think that gift you're bringing me brings you close. But that kind of fasting, son, will not get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. In other words, they look spiritual. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please me, the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. In other words, if you want to ring my bell, Preston, this is the kind of fasting, this is the kind of gift I want to be given from you. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Justice, 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 justice. Here has been my number one problem in the first 42 years of my life as it relates to justice. I thought 
that because in my heart I was for justice, it meant I was doing justice. And one of the most difficult revelations of my entire adult life is having to hear the God of the universe say, you are not as serious about what I'm serious about. And this is affecting our relationship more than you think it is. I'm not threatening you, son. I just want you to get a revelation of what I love. Why does a God, God who is just love justice? We're going to talk about it next week, but part of it is equal treatment for all. There are those suffering injustice, and they've heard scriptures saying God is just. But because they're not experiencing any justice and because they haven't seen the church of God step up for them in the midst of their injustice, and I'm not just talking about African Americans in the United States of America. People, this goes all over. There is injustice everywhere, which means there is opportunity for the followers of Jesus Christ to do justice on the earth better than ever before. And why should we do justice? Because our God loves it. He loves to see those for whom he sent his son to die. Even when they don't know him by name, he loves when one of his children brings justice where injustice is running rampant. Because one of the the messages that justice brings is I see you, I care about you, and I'm going to do something about the wrong that's being done to you. Think about this. When a child of God walks like that, the message we're sending is not just we see you, it's The God who loves you sees you. We've got to do better. And I know some of us, when we hear that phrase, we think I'm so bad. Listen, I haven't been perfect in my marriage, but my heart is to always do better, especially about the things my wife loves most. God loves justice. He goes on record and says, Listen, this kind of fasting, this kind of sacrifice, it's not what I want. That will get you nowhere with me. This is what I want. Justice, 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 justice. That brings us to the last point. Why should I do justice? The most important answer, because you love God. Because you love God. Flip over to Matthew chapter 25 if you're following along. Jesus is talking about the final judgment, not the great white throne judgment. But a judgment where the goats and the sheep are separated. And I want you to notice what Jesus says will be the topic of discussion during this final judgment. And I want you to notice what isn't recorded. You're not going to see how much time you spent in your prayer closet while that's important. You're not going to see how many times you went to church while that's important. I want you to see What Jesus says will be the topic of discussion in the midst of this judgment. Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 34, Jesus says, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared before you and for you. This was created from the creation of the world. How incredible are those words? Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. And listen to what Jesus will say on that day. For I was hungry, 
and you, you actually fed me. I was thirsty in 115 degree heat sleeping on the asphalt at night in downtown Phoenix. And you gave me something cold to drink. I was a stranger, literal word here is a foreigner, an immigrant. Jesus says, I I was a stranger. And you invited me into your home. I was naked. And you decided to give me clothing. I was sick with COVID. And you cared for me. I was stuck in prison and I was one who was wrongfully accused and you came and visited me when I thought everyone else forgot about me verse 37 then these righteous ones will reply Lord when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty in 115 degree heat and give you something cold to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and show you hospitality? When did we see you naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick with COVID or stuck in prison and come and visit you? And the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I pray to God, will say to each of us, but to all of his children, I pray that we hear these words. I tell you the truth. Every time you did it, it's one of the least of these, socially considered least of these my brothers and my sisters. You did it for me. There are many reasons in scripture to do justice. There is not one better than that. It's not just because God loves justice, it's because I love God. get the picture here. Jesus is speaking to his brothers and sisters saying, every time you see somebody in need, every time you see someone suffering injustice, I want you to understand, here's the picture. You're going to look to the Father, and then you're going to look back at them. You're going to look at the Father, and you're going to go help them. You're going to look at the Father, and then you're going to see the Father in them. Everyone crafted in the image of God. And Preston, if you love me, you'll love what I love. If you really love me, you won't just tell me and worship corporately together. If you love me, every person you see, child, you will do for them what you know you would do for me. And that is the question every one of us 
must ask ourselves an answer. You must hear the God of the universe ask you, would you do it for me? If you would, then I want you to go do it for them. Do it for another. Since the first time I heard someone tell the story of the Good Samaritan, I've heard people say, I would never be like that priest. I would never be like that temple assistant. I would never just walk by somebody in that kind of need. Never. I would never do it. I don't know if you know this, but there's a way you can know. You can look at what you're doing now. And whatever you're doing now is what you would have done then. And I don't mean to come into your cul-de-sac and bring a bunch of heat. But I'm okay with a little bit of conviction of the Holy Spirit if there is some in this room and where everyone's watching online. This is what we do. We don't just love justice. We do justice. And rather than walk by someone hurting on the side of the road and being on our phones, crafting our next opinion we can't wait to make public, we look and we tweet out, somebody on the corner of Scottsdale and Cactus is in pain. Someone needs to do something. And we keep on walking. May it never be so. For they will know us. They will know us for our love for one another, by our love for one another, starting with those the world would say are the least of these, those suffering in poverty or injustice. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I know we're still not fully back and there are many still watching online. But I want us just to take a moment in the presence of the Lord, wherever you are, whether you're in this room, whether you're watching online. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're just going to worship alone with the Lord. I want you just to listen because I believe the spirit of the living God is speaking right now. And there is much we need to hear. Let's just take a few moments and let's love on our God by listening to whatever he wants to say right now.
Jesus, you feel maybe overlooked, maybe you feel like the church has completely hosed you, hasn't been there for you, hasn't seen you, hasn't stood with you, but you're in a place in your life where you don't know what to do, the waves are taller and stronger than they've ever been, and you're up for anything at this point, you sat in this room and you felt some things you've never felt before, or you're watching online, and you sense some things you've never sensed before. Whether you're here in this room or you're watching online, if you wanna meet Jesus today, I'm not gonna yell and scream, I'm not gonna get emotional. I'm just gonna give you an invitation in the form of a question. Do you wanna meet Jesus today? And if your answer is yes, I just want you to slide your hand up in this room or wherever you're watching online and you can put it right back down. I want to meet Jesus today. I love it. <laughs> Anybody else? I love it. You can put your hands down. If you're watching online or you just raised your hand in this room, I want you to understand it's as though the whole world stops right now for the God of the universe. You just stopped everything and looked in his direction and said, I don't know what to do, but I want to know you. And it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you've been, 
God sent his son to do something about where you've been. And you don't have to keep going on like this. The Bible says that you just need to do a few very simple things. They're not necessarily easy, but they're simple. You have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. You have to believe that God sent Jesus to this earth to die for you. You might say, why would he do that? Let me tell you why. Because since before you were formed in your mother's womb, the God of the universe has been chasing you. He is obsessed with you. He's not fixated on your mistakes. He is captivated by you. And all you have to do is say, God, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of all the wrong I've done? I'm ready to do life your way with you. And if that's you, I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. It's very simple. For those of you in this room, you can just say it in your heart. For those of you watching at home or wherever you are, you can say it out loud or in your heart. Whatever you feel comfortable with, either way. Just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I want to know you. I acknowledge I've done wrong. I acknowledge I've messed up and sinned. Jesus, I acknowledge you're the Son of God. And God, I acknowledge you sent your Son to die for me. And today, I make what he did a part of my life. I receive what Jesus did for me on the cross. God, I want to live forever in your presence. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it entails. God, I just want you to know I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to say to those of you online and those of you in this room, I know we're not doing altar ministry here in person, but if you raised your hand and prayed that prayer, I want you to do me a favor and just text the name Jesus to the number 24587. For those of you online, here's what's awesome. Somebody's been saved. People have been saved every week since we had stopped meeting together formally in the house of the Lord. And if you online just gave your life to Jesus, I want you to text that name Jesus, the most important name. It's the name above all names. Text that name to 24587. We want to walk alongside of you. We want to give you some resources to get you going in your walk with the Lord. Just made the biggest and best decision you'll ever make in your life. And we're so proud of you. You're a savage. That's what you are. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Gateway Church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Have a great week.